Hi, get ready and welcome to the Green Wave podcast. Today we're going to have head coach Ryan Kosowski from the uh, high school football team. They've been on a roll. They've won a pair in a row, three of their last four, entering the final two weeks of the season at 3-3. Three and three. We're going to get into that a little bit deeper with you as well. We'd like to remind you that each and every podcast is presented by the Sports Boosters. Become a Green Wave Sports Booster today. You can make a huge impact in things on and off the field and help fund a lot of things and drive down costs for all of the athletes. So without further ado, let's bring him in. Ryan, uh, congratulations on your big win at uh, Crookston the other day. Uh, a, a nail-biter, 27-22. Uh, first of all, how are you? And second of all, let's talk about that game. Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on here again. It's, uh, it's great exposure for our program and for our kids, so we appreciate it. Yeah, good, uh, really good game, you know, really uh, – Two teams that are, are pretty uh, pretty talented, and they, uh, they they played against some really tough opponents. So we knew coming in they were going to be a good team, and we knew we had to play our best. So, you know, I think the big thing for us was was coming out and playing four quarters of football. And, you know, we got up 15 in the fourth quarter, and, you know, they found a way to come back and scored a touchdown and a two-point conversion with uh, about 29 seconds left to take the lead. And, you know, our kids just kept fighting, kept going, and, uh, threw up a Hail Mary at the end that our kid came down with, and, you know, we won the football game, and it's going to be one of those things that our guys remember forever. So it was a great right. experience and just an absolute great, great team. So yeah. let's let's go to that Hail Mary for a second. When you guys uh, put that up and play, did you guys work on that? Or, I mean, I know you probably from a formation perspective or however you want to go about that, but, but I mean w- – how close to by design does that go, and how much of that is freelancing? Well, it, it was kind of both, but I, I will give uh, I will give credit to our offensive staff. They they did kind of draw up a you know a different route combination than we normally would run, um, and the the thought process was to get the safety to get pulled the opposite direction of where we were going to throw it, um, and that worked, and it, it kind of freed up a little bit of room for Cooper Smith to to kind of run down the seam and, uh, and Drew Carpenter threw an absolutely terrific ball and Cooper went up and got it. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was unbelievable. And the, the way the kids executed and, um, just really proud of the way they kept believing, you know, it just never felt like yeah. we were going to, we were out of that game or we were going to lose that game or, and I just think that's what makes this team special. Well, talk about an emotional roller coaster. You go from thinking, no way we had a, a pretty comfortable lead uh, a two-score game for sure at the time, and then you see that kind of evaporate with really not a lot of time to work. So you go from accepting maybe, you know, there's hope, right? We all have hope, but you go from that to the euphoria of winning it. I suppose as a coach, you probably haven't seen many of those ever, have you? No, no, and they, they were kind of asking me after the game to the guys, have you ever seen anything like that? And uh, Not not really as a coach. I mean, that was that was pretty unbelievable, and there's a lot of teams where when that two point conversion was scored would have put their heads down and would have just given up and just said, well, it's over. And I, I just could not be more impressed with our guys that uh, they just kept fighting and we got a big kick return to put us in a position to be able to, to, to make a couple plays and they executed perfectly. And it was just, it, it was awesome to see out of our guys and uh, just, just really uh, proud of them. 
so when you you look at a football game and how it goes and 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 seasons they all kind of seem to have their own texture right you know when you maybe the offense isn't going in the early part maybe you could say a little of that and then the the defense you know keeps you in ball games and then suddenly the offense starts to work and then putting together the four quarters as you said is you know it's easier said than done and you know I even think back to I look at just from a, a you know average viewers perspective you take the Vikings game from yesterday where you know it's 17 of 17 and they're just giving everything underneath because they're not going to let 18 get them on the deep ball or anything like that that's what would what would be my novice assumption would be so as a coach when you look at this do you notice that teams will give you certain things and if it you know you you have to take it until proven otherwise but you know how do you how do you manage that when teams start defensing you the same way? Yeah, and I think it's um, you think that's that's part of the the chess match that goes on out there too. Is right. okay. What are they what are they doing? What can we exploit? Um, you know, I will say the one thing about us is we're pretty stubborn. I mean, if we get four yards on a play, I mean we'll run the same play over and over again until they stop it. You know, and I think that's that's just being uh, just just who we are. We run the football a lot, and, and teams are going to. To kind of you know try and take away the run, which opens up the pass a little bit too, which is which is also a benefit for us when we do have to throw the ball. Is, is a lot of times our guys have one-on-one coverage and and things like that. So it all, it always just comes down to kind of reading the defense, reading what they're giving you, and and just staying stubborn offensively. If it's working, we're going to stick with it, and you know we, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. If we're getting four to five yards every play, we're going to just keep doing it. Has this team uh, executed and achieved what you would expect so far? And where do you sit on that part of the meter? For sure, and, and I think the the big thing for us too is is we we are so banged up right now. I mean, we've got. Yeah. We've got about five starters on the sideline that, that wow. have just not been able to play for us. So for these guys, these other guys to step in and step up and, and play the way they're playing, I think is, is, is probably beyond what we thought um, we could do. You know, when a, when a Caleb Schmiedeberg goes down and Alana Wake goes down and some of those guys that you're really relying on, other guys have to stand and step up. And, and our guys have done that too, and especially some of our younger players. Uh, it's just been great to see them uh, them get going, and, and the exciting part is hopefully we get some of those guys back here towards the playoff time, and uh, it'd be perfect timing to to get those guys back, and we've developed some depth in that stance. When you've had that many guys out in different positions, obviously uh, on both sides of the ball, do you find that you have to change a little bit the way you play with the personnel you have, or as a coaching staff, do you just say, hey, you know, you know what, next man up, let's go. Yeah, I think we've we've just stuck with next man off. We really have, and and I think it, it goes back to you know getting these guys reps in practice and making sure that everybody, whether you're a one or a five, you're going to get the same amount of reps. And we got to make sure that everybody knows what they're doing because you never know when your numbers going to get called. And um, we really, at the beginning of the season, um, tried to move guys to where we'd have you know two to three deep at least at those positions, so that if something like this did happen, we'd have guys to step in and. And be able to play, and, and they've done that, and they, they've answered the call. It's just been great to see. So, um, yeah, it's just kind of been the next man up mentality, and, and our guys have definitely uh, raised the most of the occasion. What's been your most pleasant surprise coming in, maybe taking an area where you thought, man, we're going to be challenged here, and where guys have really exceeded or uh, exceeded your expectations? Well, without a doubt, it's been the whole line. You know, we came in, um, you know, losing a lot of starters on that unit, and, and if you don't have solid offensive linemen, you're not going to win any games. And, and our guys have really just stepped up and taken that role. And, you know, some of them are first year starters, but they're seniors and they've been waiting their opportunity, waiting their turn to get in. And, 
um, have done just a phenomenal job. And, and then we've got some young guys too that have stepped in and, you know, we go as they go. So they really lately um, have really just been dominating games and have been moving guys on the line of scrimmage. So yeah, I, I would say the offensive line has been by far the, the group that has stood out. How about an area where you'd say, man, I, th- I wish as a group we could be a little bit better in this area. What would that be? Um, that's a good question. You know, I, I, I think we feel pretty confident in, in all our areas. Um, and, and again, a lot of that's because we've got seniors in those roles who have played a lot of football for us. So, so we've been really, really pleased with that. Um, and and it, it's just every week we continue to, to harp on just getting better every day. You know, we don't, we can't look to the future. We can't think about the future, but we got to get better every day. And I think our guys have really done that. Now, when we look ahead, you know, you have the interesting uh, dynamic of, two games in a shorter period of time. Obviously, you've got uh, MEA, which is always the last weekend of the year. So you're going to play a game, and I think it's smart. You play Thursday instead of Friday uh, yep. at Purim, and then you come home to host Fergus on the 19th. So, you know, it's not quite as short of a week as, as you would want. How many teams are going to that? And I think it's brilliant on your part. Yeah, that you know, I, I don't I don't only answer to that, I guess. But, but we've done that the last couple of years, and and we really like it, and I just think it makes more sense than than having one more day on the on the day you've already had three practices, as opposed to having it on the back end where you know we feel it's more beneficial to to get ready for that last game and have an extra day that way. So uh, the Thursday has been great for us, and and we really we we like that better. I think um, you know even though we're going on the road, and even though we have school the next day, I, I just think it's a better setup than trying to turn around and only having, you know, really Monday, Tuesday to get ready for a Wednesday game the following week. So Purim is a, a two, a, a three and three team as well. They've kind of gone the different direction where you've won three of four. They've lost three of four. Uh, they're coming off a 42, nothing shellacking to Oseka. So that puts you uh, coming into uh, a team that will probably be hungry to turn things around. Um, from your perspective, when you take a look at them and then Fergus, you have to feel like these are two winnable games and you could walk out of here five and three with a really nice position for the postseason. Yeah. And, and it's, it's going to, I think you're exactly right. I mean, Perham's going to be ready to, to get back on the field and you know they've got a sour taste in their mouth the way that um, the way last week went with Osakis and, you know, they've got great skill guys. They've got good athletes like they always do. And, you know, it's, it's a tough place to play too. We've got to make sure our guys are prepared and ready to go on the road and, um, you know, go against a team that, was ahead of, ahead of us by one in the standings right now and um yeah it's definitely a, a big game and I, I think our guys understand that when, when you do work with kids in this regard and you know i you know you're going to tell them not to listen to that part of the the podcast i'm sure where i talked about two winnable games you know obviously the one in front of you is the most important and it's super important right as as athletes and coaches to not get ahead of yourselves is that something that you preach with this group say hey you know what we've got you know, one snap at a time, one minute at a time, one quarter, that type of thing. Is, is that an approach that you go at with these kids? Oh, for sure. And even as, as coaches, too, you know, I, I really stress on, you know, let, let's focus on Purim. Let's break down Purim. Let's not move ahead to, to breaking down Fergus or anything like that. So our, our mind is 100% on Purim right now. And, and our kids' minds will be that way, too, because if we don't take care of business, you know, the next one doesn't even matter. We, we really got to make sure that we're – we're prepared. We're ready to go, and, and we keep this—you know—kind of this winning mantra alive here, and we just keep rolling like we have been. 
uh, you know, you've got a great hop in your step, I can tell. And, uh, you know, it's, it's so exciting to talk to uh, coaches that are moving their way through the season and, and things are taking positive strides. And uh, I wish nothing but the best for your team. And I, I know things have uh, been going very well. What a great win you had the other day. And, and hopefully your club can build off it. And, you know, they have a short-term memory and realize that Perham's ahead of them in the uh, standings and they need to move forward. So um, are there any uh, – you mentioned guys coming back from the health perspective, being ready to go maybe for playoffs. Are there any of them that may be able to sneak in here the final two weeks? Yeah, we got um, – you know, we got Austin Rustling back, which would be which, – which is good. I mean, he's a big receiver for us. Um, kind of gives us that big body threat that can go up and get the football. And, you know, we didn't have him last week, too. And, uh, and a kid like Gage Seidel, too, that is a senior, um, is a big special teams guy for us. So, yeah, get those guys back. Um, the rest we're still kind of waiting on. Um, you know, and, and the last thing we want to do is rush these guys, too, to the point where we throw them out there too early and then we don't have them. Um, you know, for the playoffs. So we, we've got to be smart with him. We've got a great you know, athletic training staff that, you know, kind of makes those decisions and, and is very smart with their health because you know, the, the most important thing is making sure the kid's okay. We don't want to, we don't want to rush anybody. So, um, you know, we just kind of wait every day to, to hear from our athletic trainer and kind of where they're at. But, you know, I definitely think they're making great strides towards uh, getting back on the field. Well, that's awesome, and uh, we're going to wish you the best of luck here. And uh, we'll circle back and uh, do some playoff talk in a couple of weeks too as uh, your team continues to flow through the process here. And uh, go get them in Purim. Looking forward to that game with the Jackets. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right, Ryan, take care. That's going to do it for this edition of the Green Wave Podcast. For Ryan Kozowski, I'm Pete Wagner. So long, everybody.